0: Avenue in Urbendale The marquee matchup in women's college hoops tonight is sixth-ranked Iowa visiting number 7 Maryland. The Hawkeyes looking to keep alive their hopes for a share of the regular season Big Ten title. The Iowa State men are home for Texas. Longhorns need a win to stay tied with Kansas for first place in the Big 12. Former NFL quarterback David Carr says his brother Derek's free agency will be a long process. Thus far, Carr has met with the Saints and the Jets. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday, Get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO.
1: Miller and Conner, now we're number two. Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Doco Pizza in the heart of the Drake neighborhood serves not just the best pizza in the Metro, it's really good. I was there again yesterday, as I said earlier. <laughs> uh, salads, wings, sandwiches, and a great selection of Iowa craft beers. They had a nice crowd yesterday at lunch hour. Well, it was past that by the time I got there. Ten after one, still a lot of people uh, in the place. Here's Adam Emenecker as he helps us out with the Missouri Valley Conference. Down the stretch they come, two left before the loo. Hello, Adam Emenecker. How are
2: you? Ken, Trent, I'm doing great. How are you two?
1: Doing well. Uh, doing really well. I can't believe that here we are, the final week of the regular season in the Valley, and then the uh, Valley Tournament looms in a couple of weeks, which really, at least for me, was always the unofficial start of March Madness. But let's go back to the uh, to the weekend, and a nice Belmont team in town again. Um, Drake opened up a big lead in the first half. Let them kind of claw their way back into it, but then, you know, slam the door on them. Uh, Another nice win for Drake. They're playing very well,
2: Adam. They are playing very well. I mean, that's almost an understatement. Nine in a row. Nine in a row. And, you know, we were talking about this team a while back and saying, you know, are they, gosh, they've lost a couple close games. Is this not the team we're expecting? And now the fervor of the fanfare is starting to pick up a little bit, right? I'm getting a lot more people yeah. reaching out. Uh, are, are, they, are they approaching it at large? What does that look like? And, man, that Belmont game, this team just keeps playing well, and they have played Belmont as well as anybody else, not only in the conference, but Belmont. Has, Belmont's the leading three-point shooting team in the Missouri Valley, both percentage and makes. How about Drake? In two games, Belmont has made a combined 2-3. The (laughs) defense has just been great, and Roman Penn, man, that guy... I, we can't say enough great things about him. He's been really good down the stretch.
3: You know, I maintain now for quite a while that he needs to be the MVP of the league. He needs to win the trophy that you won, the Larry Bird Trophy, because, yes, Tucker DeVries is the leading scorer, and he does all those yeah. things on that end. But Roman Penn, I mean, he's the heartbeat of this team, and his game, it's gone to another level here during this nine-game win streak.
2: It, it definitely has, and you know, I think part of that we've talked about is a little of that senior urgency. Yep. But it's it's been a slight shift. It's been a slight shift in just the way the offense is structured. And you know, it's, we don't want to forget Trent. If you look in the non-conference, there was no doubt Tucker Devries was the guy that was making this team go. He was hitting tough shots. He was hitting everything down the stretch. And now, as we look the last nine games, it's just been a little bit of a shift and how the team has played. Roman Penn has played more of a facilitator role. He's been hitting tough shots as well. Uh, he's been scoring it well, 22 points in, in the game on Sunday. And so I still think, for me, Tucker DeVries is probably the player of the year based on the entire body of work. But, man... That groundswell trend for Roman Penn mm-hmm. is trending in the right direction right now. That he has had a phenomenal close to his senior season thus far.
1: Who votes for that, Adam? And uh, do you, as a former winner, get a vote? Do you, as a media member that covers the valley, get a vote? Who votes for that? Uh,
2: as a as a media member, yes. Yeah, somebody gotcha. who covers the covers the league, yes, I, I do get a vote, uh, and, and something I take take very seriously. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's media. It's the schools get a chance to vote as well. The coaching staffs. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's a mixture of, it's a mixture of everything.
1: Cause CBS, they had the game, the, uh, CBS Sports Network had the game. I'm sure you saw it, And they put up, they put up DeVries and they put up Damascus and they put up Shepard. And then with the pictures and all the stats and everything. You're missing a guy, fellas. <laughs> you know, let's find a little space on that Chiron for, for Roman Penn because boy he's had a remarkable season. He he really and truly has. So you go back you talked about the the the, the way that they've guarded the three, and they clearly have against mm. Belmont. They've taken them completely out of it. What what's behind it? I mean what's what is I guess you know, if you could, if you could uh, coach us up a little bit, how do you go about stopping a team and as effectively as they have from making uh, three-pointers, Who uh, a team that does it with a, a great deal of regularity?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll simplify it two ways. One is you form the right scouting report, right? And then the second part is you have the pieces, you have the guys, you have the intelligence that are able to execute that. And what I mean by it specifically running people off the three-point line, what Drake did a great job of no easy transition three opportunities. Mm. Belmont likes to get out and run. And the way you stop a team that gets out and runs, looks for those open three-point opportunities, you got to get back every time, and you have to talk and identify shooters. When you're young, you're taught to run back to the paint and defend inside out. When you're playing a team like Belmont, you're almost running to the three-point line and defending outside in. And so this Drake team did a good job identifying shooters. One guy in particular, Drew Freiberg, top 10 in the country, top 10 in the country in makes, three-point makes, and three-point percentage. And he, frankly, was a non-factor in both games he played against Drake this year. And so part of that understanding the scouting report is knowing no help off this guy, don't give him an ounce of room, making sure you can test shots, make him find a different way to beat you, and, and Drake, as their personnel, just did a great job execute, executing on the scheme.
3: We know this team can shoot. We know they can defend. What what gives you the mouse pause, though? What concerns you most going into the Bradley game? And, of course, Archmanis, as a team playing so well, if you had a nitpick, what would it be?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it was on this show. We were talking maybe four or five weeks ago. and And the things that are the key to this team for me, number one is bench production. Mm-hmm. We know what to expect from the top four guys, the the three seniors as well as Tucker DeBreeze. You have Darnell Brody in that starting lineup who you can get a lot from as well, but it's the guys like Connor Enright, Sadar Calhoun, O'Kai Jamgoose, and Nate Ferguson. Are they able to give good minutes and provide that scoring punch and just able to spell those five starters effectively during the game? So number one for me is bench production, bench points. I think the number two thing is what is the assist total for this group? If they get over 12, 13, 14, 15 assists, that means that offensively there's a lot of flow and they're setting up teammates as opposed to having to play a one-on-one game. When this group is assisting the ball, getting kickouts for threes, that's when they're at their best. Sometimes defenses force Roman Penn and Tucker DeBries to play a little bit more one-on-one just by the way they defend. That isn't the best uh, offense. That's not this team at their best offensively.
1: Uh, we've uh, and you're right about the bench. We've brought up Enright a number of times. Really like his game, although he struggled a little bit against Belmont. The guy that got my attention, Nate Ferguson. I thought he had a really productive game on Sunday. Struggled at the free throw line. Want to see him tighten that up a little bit. Not that he was there a ton, but I thought he had a really effective game when he was uh, in uh, in there in place of Brody.
2: Yeah, and, and his two best games this year, I think, holistically, have been against Belmont. So he had 8.7 rebounds in this last game, 10 points and 7 rebounds in Nashville. And so he, he's just his matchup for whatever reason. What Nate Ferguson brings you, on the defensive end, he's solid. And rebounding, he's solid. So those, good, those two things, you just assume he's going to hold his own. But when he sets screen, he rolls with pace to the rim. And his pace rolling to the rim, If defenses aren't quick enough to respond, that's when he gets his open opportunities. And that's part of what you saw, whether it's in transition, off those kind of secondary screen and rolls, or in Drake's offense, as they're setting screen and rolls for Roman Penn or Conor Enright at the top. Nate Ferguson hard rolls to the rim. When he's aggressive going to the basket, man, you really see it. He could show off his athleticism and bring a few highlights.
3: So it'll be Bradley before the game against Illinois State, but... which. I mean, it's a layup, let's be honest here, but it's a road trip Oof. to Bradley. Uh, you saw that team came in here. Bradley was playing pretty well, and Drake just absolutely ran him off the Nap Center floor. What do you anticipate in the rematch here, and, and how much Bradley's improved since a month ago when these two teams faced off?
2: Well, one quick note on Illinois State before we blow by them. So, <laughs> reminder to Drake fans, Illinois State beat Belmont. Illinois State beat Missouri State. And Illinois State has beaten SIU, so wow. they've been. They're only five wins in conference, but those are those are three teams toward the top. Yeah, of the teams, right. So, yep. so this group, this group has something. They just haven't been able to do it consistently, and they've struggled a little bit, losing five in a row. But there is something this Illinois State game, uh, team is going to try to play spoiler. But if you're talking about Bradley, so Drake's won nine in a row. Well, Bradley's kept pace. They've won eight in a row as well, mm. and their only loss in that stretch previous to that was a two point loss to Belmont. And so since that Drake game, this uh, Bradley group has won nine out of ten. And part of what they do so well is this is this is not only one of the best defenses or the best scoring defense in the league. This is one of the better defenses in the country. Brian Wardle gets his guys just to play really tough-minded. They're very well-schooled to get in their spots. And everything you do against Bradley is a grind. Now the first game, playing in the NAP Center, Drake shot the crap out of the ball. And that really helped get off to a good start. And it was just too much for the Bradley offense to try to keep pace with. Tucker DeVries started that game well. Sadar Calhoun had 16. Mentioned Connor Enright. He had 13 in that game. So what played a factor for Drake? Bench point. Having that bench production and the extra jolt from the guys that come off the pine the first few minutes, that's big for Drake. Now what do you expect out of Bradley? They're going to try to slow the pace they're going to try to make sure drake doesn't get anything in tra- in transition and you have to imagine carver arena in peoria is mm. going to be rocking if that is a winner take all game for first place in the league,
1: and it's certainly shaping up to be, but you 're right about illinois state, and here's I want to add one more and see if you would buy into this at all uh, A the look at factor to Bradley this weekend, but senior day, and i 've started to think you know what it kind of it can, obviously it can be a real boost a real benefit, but my question is, do you think there's a case where Seniors tried to do too much last time in, in front of the home folks. Last time you're going to play in that building. Could it be a double-edged sword senior night?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great that's a great call out, Ken. I mean, I, I think part of what it is, athletes are creatures of habit. Creatures of habit and they like routine, right? You get into your routine, you know what to expect. When you know what to expect, you're in your comfortable place, you can be at your best. What senior night does is it disrupts that. There's festivities before the game. You maybe have more family in town, and you just feel more of the emotion in the game. Whether you're trying to do too much, whether it's conscious or not, just your surroundings are different. And sometimes, for creatures of habit, that can be a little bit of an additional challenge. Now, the good news with with the three seniors that we're talking about, with Roman Penn, DJ Wilkins, and Garrett Sturtz, Listen, those three have seen it all. <laughs> if anybody can work through and find a way to be successful, I have no doubt that it'll be those three. But anytime you have one of those emotionally ridden games, you kind of have a little bit more uncertainty of what to expect from the group. If they come out and start well, I expect the game to go well. But if Illinois State hangs around for a while, that could be, it's going to be mm-hmm. a tough finish. Coach Ryan Peden gets that group to play pretty hard.
3: Then down to St. Louis, the new incarnation of this with a 12-team now conference tournament. Everybody advancing down there. Four games as opposed to the two on the opening night. What are you looking forward to down in St. Louis outside of, obviously, Drake? More than likely going to be the favorite going into it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just big to be able to get out of that Thursday game. I think Mm -hmm. the thing that's going to be most fun is Thursday having eight teams playing, having four games on Thursday, those Thursday night g- games, Ken, you and I have talked about this, yep. Those Thursday night games used to be like a little bit of a snooze fest, uh-huh. a little bit of a yawner, but now having so many fan bases converging on Thursday, the Thursday night games take new meaning because those teams think they can win it too, right? I mean, we're going to have someone who's a five seed. The five seed could be Belmont. Mm-hmm. It could be Missouri State. It could be Northern Iowa who was eight and four at com- in conference play at one time. All those groups feel like, listen, we can beat anybody as long as we're playing well. So I think the energy, Trent, back to your question, I think the energy this year in Arch Madness, not only the new fan bases, UIC, Murray State, and Belmont, but I think just the energy around a lot of teams feeling like they have an opportunity to win, that's what's going to make this... Uh, arch madness a little bit different and a little special
1: yeah speaking of northern i was just real quick uh, nice for them to get back in the wind call right their season was kind of you know going the wrong way with six straight i don't know obviously with uh what well, they got southern and belmont to end it but nice that they found it a uh, little bit a little bump maybe uh, springing their step going into the final week
2: yeah i mean and, and getting Bowen born back on track is good yeah. he struggled for a few games back in over 20 points 21 points against missouri state but uh you know, I, I have a I have a couple U and I grads, former basketball players that uh, that I know and spent some time with, and and they said Panthers don't lose in Springfield, mm-hmm. and so that just you know Ben Jacobson, one of the best to ever coach in the yep. Missouri Valley, yep. picking up and wins, and man, that guy that guy just finds a way to get to get his teams to compete, even when uh, you know whether it's talent wise, whether things are stacked against them, they're maybe not in the best position. Ben Jacobson and his teams always find a way.
1: When are you going to St. Louis Wednesday?
2: Uh, I don't know that I'm going to make it this year. I'm still trying to figure that out. If I do, it would be Thursday. Thursday. But uh, should be uh, should be a good time. I've had a number of Drake fans reaching out and saying, "Hey, here's what we're thinking for this year." Which uh, you know, love to see the Drake faithful making the uh, making the trip down from Des Moines.
1: Well, you guys, you guys won it when uh, you took over the building, took over St. Louis. Uh, it was yeah. an absolute blast. What was the name of that little boutique hotel? Because we got into the same hotel you, the team was at. Oh, I don't even yeah. know if it's there anymore, but, boy, it was really nice.
2: Yeah, yes, yes. I do remember that. I remember sitting with you doing radio. Yeah, ben, in the bar. Out on a little balcony Yeah, over there. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: it was but fun. I don't,
2: I don't recall the name.
1: I don't either. Adam, good to talk to you, as always. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, appreciate it. And you'll be on with uh, Heather and Sean on Thursday. Thank you, Adam Emenecker. Thanks, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Adam Emenecker. Doco Pizza, proud sponsor, Drake Athletics. Happy to help feed the amazing athletes the power of the Bulldog teams. They're open seven days a week. They're down the street from the Nap Center, 24th and University. And soon... I'm Prairie Trail in Ankeny, but right now 24th and University.
3: And their delivery driver will be here in about 45 minutes what? delivering me lunch because well, I'm in the studio for a while this afternoon, uh-huh. don't have time to get out and get lunch, and you talked me you into did. it. So <laughs> we're God. getting a pizza sent here from DoCo Pizza Company. You'll be glad you did. I'll have a
1: full report tomorrow. No, and I know it's, it's going to be glowing. Yes. Did you get the cheese?
3: No, I got toppings on it.
1: I'm not a weirdo like you. <laughs> toppings, uh, good stuff. Well, I'm anxious to get the report. It's very, very good. Doco Pizza sponsors Adam Mennaker Tuesdays with us, Thursdays with the KXNO Drive. Um, a little tricky spot tomorrow, maybe. No, you
3: don't think so. No, they club, them.
1: clobber them. Yeah, Bradley Sunday three o'clock. That's, appointment that's, the, that's going to be really good. ESPN 2 has the call.
3: Have you uh, looked forward, I know you like to do this, what else is going on on Sunday this week if there's any other college well, basketball Well, I know the that two
1: matters? that moved the needle here are both out of the way on Saturday, right. so I didn't really. I know, I think uh, the good guys play at 2.30, which is kind of a pain in the eye.
3: Oh, lot. okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <The>, my Jets. <laughs> uh, let's see, Sunday, there's only three games even involving top 25 teams. Northwestern at Maryland, that's at 11 that's o'clock. That's good. Who's got that? Uh, uh btn okay providence at georgetown who cares yeah ucla's at colorado who cares okay well ucla but color- yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is is btn have a sunday night game please 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 Five 30 uh, let's go to big 10 and slash forward until sunday let's see oh i went too far there uh here we go sunday uh five thirty. 30 at penn state not bad not awful I like that, uh, like that window. By the
1: way, this from Mike Mahon, who was formerly the Drake SID. He should be the Miller and Condon SID, <laughs> yes. as much as he texts me, and I'm grateful. Four voters from each school, a vote on the Aminecker, or on the Amenecker, on the Larry Bird. <laughs> uh, the head coach, the SID, the beat writer, and the play by play, plus the announcers from the Missouri Valley Conference TV network. Gotcha. That's who votes for the Larry Bird trophy. 1225. John Walters. We will catch up with John. He's in Austin watching the shoot-around. The Voice of Iowa State will join us when we come back. Trent's Plays of the Day, Circus Sports sponsors. That's before 1 o'clock. It's Des Moines Sports. station 106.3 awesome
3: we don't want to make this too complex hit us in the contacts let's set up a
2: contract we, we want you as
3: sonorama we make all the signs you just
2: make the comments stress-free life out in the bahamas if you need a life without any drama it's just sonorama 30 years
3: experience and we ain't gonna drip back building up a brand and we always keep it intact
2: Sinorama of Urbandale 10301 Dennis at Iheartland today Do you
3: remember the last walk off homer to win the World Series It's been a while but the answer is 1993 Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses that's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roof fast, beautiful, affordable.
0: Every sunrise offers new opportunities to dream big or to take that next small step. Every sunrise is another chance. To build on the one before. Or to start with a clean slate. The Rise is tomorrow's promise made real. And Grinnell Mutual is tomorrow's promise
3: protected. Trust in tomorrow and contact a Grinnell Mutual aid. Fast, beautiful, affordable. Trent Cotton here for the Urology Center of Iowa. X and o listeners, you may remember this.
1: I also want to mention Trent Condon. Listen to how excited Trent is to get a vasectomy.
3: I was excited, Keith, and I'm still excited today. Why? No more this around my house. Ah. That peace and quiet can be a part of your home as well. Call the Urology Center of Iowa today and schedule your appointment. 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. And don't forget, the big March college basketball tournament is
0: 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now, back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO, here's Ken and Trent.
1: Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moyne Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Nice chat with Adam Emmenecker. We move on. John Walters is in
3: Austin. Where you say is 82 degrees? 82 degrees. And I was asking, John, you know, last time yes. we had Hefton, I said... You don't bring the clubs uh, with any? Right. Where were they that time? Uh, maybe Oklahoma? T- Texas Tech, maybe? I something. don't remember. But regardless, he still doesn't do it. But if there was ever a time to do it, John Walters, 82 degrees and sunny in Austin, Texas. Man, you guys got the water. Make sure you bring that back with you tonight, okay? Yeah, nice.
0: Yeah, I'll try. Do everything in my power. <laughs> but, uh, man, I think Eric's got to rethink his philosophy so. and start getting those, especially with eight o'clock tips. I mean, <laughs> really, yeah, no plenty of time to get out
1: there. Really, so John, they're leaving, obviously. We we know that, uh, but this the, the city, Austin. I have to think that. Um, I mean, I get those. the the Longhorns are a pain in the, you know, what to this <laughs> conference, right? I get that part, but won't that be a just dest- uh, a stop that you miss, and maybe some of your fellow, uh, you know, play by play guys uh, in the league? Won't you miss Austin in some respects?
0: Sure, I mean the warm weather uh, for starters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great city, and it is um, it is a city though, and you can get stuck in some traffic, and yeah. you know there's some there's some down downside to it too. But no, it's an awesome place, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll miss coming down here for sure. So, but some great new places to go, sure. Uh, and 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 the places that exist in the league are fine. I mean, we don't really get out and do much, so. Uh, wherever we're going, as long as we've got a bar within walking range <laughs> and uh, yep. a place to get something to eat, we're happy.
1: Absolutely. So. Yeah, there's going to be some new terrific destinations, no doubt about that. Well, let's go back to the uh, the first time these two teams played, middle of January. My takeaway on that one was, my oh my, and I didn't realize, Trent pointed this out, there's 50 free throws in the game, and I thought this was a really physical basketball game between the two teams. And if there was 50, maybe there should have been you know, 60, 70 because it was Kalsher and Carr getting after each other, those two in particular. Um, that was a really physical, high-energy high, um, high energy basketball game at Hilton, middle of January.
0: It was a great game. Uh, yeah, and Iowa State did a terrific job on the big threats for Texas. You know, Christian Bishop led them in scoring in that game in Ames with 12 points, and they did a great job on Marcus Carr. They did a great job on Serge Ibari Rice. They did a great job on Timmy Allen. So they really defended them probably better than any team has this season because Texas is one of the better offensive teams in the Big 12. So uh, I think the defensive end is where Iowa State was able to win that game. But they were also, as you mentioned, attacking the basket, getting to the free-throw line. Now Texas was too. That's what they do. They that, They are very good at getting to the free-throw line and making them when they get there. And Iowa State's going to have to make some free throws tonight. I mean, I think if they're going to come in here and pull an upset, they're going to have to make free throws. And so I think both teams will be in attack mode tonight, too. I think they'll be trying to get to the basket, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, another 40 free throws at least between these two teams combined.
3: There's also the element of... little bad blood. Tyrese Hunter, the right things have been said. And after the game, T.J., of course, said the right things afterwards. But you got Marcus Carr going up against what we see with Kalsher, those guys' teammates. And maybe not the best of friends, even though they're former teammates there. I mean, how much does that play in? And knowing even you as a play-by-play, you got to be on your toes. I mean, you always got to keep your eyes up because most anything could happen. There might be a little chirping that you got to keep your eye on as well.
0: Yeah, there could be, and I think Iowa State will try to stay out of that stuff if it happens. You know, I think they'll try to avoid. You know, that they don't want to let Texas get in their heads. You know, they want to they want to play a smart game. Uh, They don't want to commit unnecessary fouls and put a great free throw shooting team at the line. But yes, there's there's going to be some intensity to the game. There's Mm -hmm. no question about that. And. You know, I think Iowa State is very good at drawing charges. They'll probably try to do that against this Texas team, which loves to attack the basket. I think that's a great way to defend teams that are in attack mode. Um, you know, they did a great job handling Sir Jabari Rice's shot fake in that in that first game, and that's ta- that's hard to do. He's been on an absolute tear. I mean, he's averaging 18 over the last seven games, coming off their bench, and. And it, it's the best It's the best pump fake in the Big 12 since Brock Purdy beyond the line of scrimmage. Well, you know, faking out the linebackers. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is, this is something they're going to have to deal with too. But if they're as good defensively here as they were in Ames, they're going to be in great shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm
1: not sure if you were at practice. You've been to shoot around. Caleb Grill apparently practiced yesterday, didn't play on Saturday in Manhattan. Any update on his status, John?
0: Yeah, I'm told it's a game-time decision. Mm-hmm. Um if I knew any more than that, I wouldn't tell you guys because right. uh, I would like to fly back with the team. <laughs> um, but no, he's out there shooting around right now. Um, we'll see. I think I think literally it is you know game time decision each each game you know mm-hmm. in the foreseeable future with Caleb as to how he's feeling you know and can he go or not so. Um yeah, that's a decision he and TJ will have to make a little bit later on today.
3: You know, with that, we've known the back injury's been around. It felt like, oh, it's it's writing itself, everything looked good, and then it, it crops up once again. Is that just something that's probably going to be the case for the rest of the season?
0: You know, I've never had a severe, you know, back injury, but I, that seems to be the case with people. It's like some days you wake up and you feel great, and, and the next day you could wake up and feel crappy again, you know, and then mm-hmm. it can go right back to the opposite. So. Uh, it is literally a day-to-day, hour-to-hour, hour-to-hour type of thing, I think, with the back. And um, that's something that they're just going to have to monitor and be smart about because Caleb's a big part of this team, you know. And, I mean, he you, t- you take him off the floor, that was the team leader in minutes for a good portion of the season. So it's not just the three-point shooting and the defense. It's Man, he took a lot of minutes, you know. And now, you, the other day, Team and Lipsy played 38 minutes against mm. Kansas State. And, you know, Taman had a great game. He did turn it over some, but he played great. And um, But, you know, 38 minutes is probably too much for him. You know, they'd rather have him play in around 30 minutes. And I, I think with Gabe Kelcher, he's played a lot of 40-minute games. but They'd love to get him a blow, too. So it would certainly help the depth, uh, too, to be able to have a guard to bring off the bench uh, if he's available tonight.
1: Uh, obviously, officiating, I think, is going to play a big role in this one tonight, John. Do you anticipate just... Knowing what happened on the you know in the middle of january is is as intense that's a good way to describe it. I'll use your word as intense as that was. do you think the officials come out and not, not to want to inject themselves but set a tone and, and kind of let both teams know maybe they talk to them ahead of time that you know that we're going to take control of this one would you see, be surprised if you see that early in the game tonight
0: i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised uh you know it's it's uh a crew that's well thought of nationally. Doug Sermons has done a bunch of Final Fours. Ray Natilli uh, is, is a good official. Um, Chance Moore. And so, you know, they, they could come out and say, hey, look, um, we are going to try to um, get the get the game established in a certain way. Although, I kind of hope they just let the teams play yeah, and see too. what happens. And, if you know, I mean, just don't go into it with a preconceived notion yeah. of how the game's going to be. It just... If it starts going that direction, then nip it in the bud. But, you know, I, I, I'll i put it this way. I think Iowa State games are very hard to officiate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, West Virginia has always been like that. So when those two schools got together about a week ago, you know, <laughs> that was brutal. It was a two-and-a-half-hour game, and we should probably set aside two-and-a-half hours when those two yeah. teams play again. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's just that's the nature of the beast. I mean, Iowa State's going to play physically. They're going to try to be in attack mode. And if you look at what they've done this season, when they've had success, they've done that, and they've gotten leads. Because I don't think they're a great come-from-behind team, but they've gotten leads, and then they've come out in the second half and reestablished that and been able to put teams away. Other games, they've gotten leads at the half, and they haven't been able to reestablish that in the second half. And the opponent has been maybe the more physical team coming out of the break and, and has been able to claw back into those games and win them. So I think the challenge for TJ and the guys tonight is play like that, Get a lead if you can by halftime and then play like that again, especially in the first five, seven minutes of the second half and reestablish yourself as the team that's, kind of set the tone for the game. I think that's really an important part of what T.J. does.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, good stuff, John Walters. Appreciate it's kind of be It's going kind to of be like uh, uh, what do you call it? Turn the clock back night, right? It's going to be a radio game for a lot of people here in Central Iowa. It's the Longhorn Network. doesn't get a ton of clearance. DirecTV has it. But a lot of people listening to you and Eric tonight, I know that's fine by you.
0: Yeah, that is, we're, they're always welcome to join <laughs> yeah, us. We'd right. love to have them. <laughs> yeah,
1: indeed. John Walters. Uh, good stuff, John. Thanks for popping on. We appreciate it. Thanks, John. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Thank yeah, you. Good to talk to John Walters. Iowa State, Texas, tonight. Longhorn Network 677 on DTV or on the radio, the broadcast uh, on the bus here, 100.3 mm-hmm. The Bus, KSI and Ames. Seven o'clock tip off is at
3: eight. And it should be at eight, right? It's not like
1: yeah. we're gonna wait for another game. <laughs> yes.
3: They're not gonna push it back and it's not gonna turn into an eight twelve tip.
1: Right, we're gonna miss through and then we're still gonna miss the first five minutes unless you have the
3: app. Right. Flip oh, it on the app I or go over to ESPN message. News and, and yeah. Yeah. Odd and odd and odd. yeah. Uh and it's a seven point did you say the number seven? Seven pretty much across the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we we're looking right at the beginning of the show and that did not make the cut for my circa six of the day. Stay in the way. How many do you have tonight? We got a seven-pack. Uh, what did you do yesterday? It was a one and two. I yeah, was on I, TCU. Yeah, and I think you were on Oklahoma State. I was. I got I run up West Virginia at home. Yeah. Got to remember. Mm-hmm. They're just completely different there, mm-hmm. seemingly every single game. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Trent's Plays of the Day coming up next. Murph and Andy coming up in 17 minutes. The Drive with Heather and Sean. Well, 3 to 6 this afternoon, uh, assuming Sean's able to answer the bell. We know Heather will be. Uh, she'll be here, but uh, they'll take you home from 3 until 6. Trent's Plays of the Day, Circus Sports sponsors. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.
3: If you own a house, you've got a huge asset, and everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and running them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, if you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renters Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset and stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to renterswarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. Renters Warehouse, you can't buy happiness. We don't want to make this too complex. Hit us in the contacts. Let's set up a
2: contract. We want you as
3: Sanorama. We make all the signs. You just make the commas. In the Bahamas. If you need a life without any drama, it's just Sonorama. Thirty years experience, and we ain't gonna drip back. Building up a brand, and we always keep it intact. Sonorama of Urbondale. Ten, three, oh one, Dennis Drive in urbandale
0: Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circasports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him.
1: Hi, Miller Millery Condon. Welcome back. Ten minutes before one, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. and Andy coming up in ten minutes. Right now, Trent's
3: Plays of the Day, Circus Sports sponsors. There's a bunch of them. Let's get to them. we got seven to go, and we're going to kick things off early. 5.30 tip-off over on FS1 as Villanova makes their way to take on Jack Nunji. And the Musketeers of Xavier. How kind of years Nungie having? Good. They got a couple of bigs inside. He's playing very well. Mm-hmm. That Xavier team, looking for somebody in that four, or five okay. seed range. I, I like Xavier. I watched him quite a bit this year. Like that team, like their guard play. Nova's finally healthy. Uh, they're playing much better right now. I'm going to grab the five and a half with Nova. Look, they're going to have to win the Big East tournament to get in the NCAA tournament, but I think Nova keeps this one a little snugger uh, than they think. Let's go to the Mac. Two best teams in the MAC right now. Toledo and Akron. I'm going to lay the points with the home team here. Give me the Rockets minus three and a half. So Tuesday night. Does that mean we got maxion Oh, we got maxion Okay. Just on the hardwood. Mm-hmm. Big 12. We got plenty of that. Kansas State at home for Big Baylor. Big spot. Baylor bounce back. That's where I am. I got Baylor in the bounce back. I'm going to lay the one and a half. Give me the Bears with pick number three. SEC. Tennessee can't score. Great defensively. Texas A&M. Are they a mirage? They started the year 6-5, and and they lost to Wofford. They lost to a couple of bad teams out there. Mm -hmm. They've come back. They're Mm -hmm. playing much better. I think Tennessee's just the better side here. And they got to bounce back on their own. I'm going to take them on the road. Give me Tennessee. I'm getting 2.5 there with the Vols with pick number 3. Sticking in the SEC, Missouri, a different team at home. Though they got beat at home over the weekend. I was on the wrong side of that one. It doesn't happen two times in a row. Give me Mizzou, minus the 3.5 against Mississippi State. We got Vod Tech. They're laying one and a half at home against Miami. That Hurricanes team, another one that I've had my eye on a couple of times. In fact, took a shot at them to make the final four at 13 to one, I think it was, for the Hurricanes. And wrapping things up late night tonight. Well, anytime I have an opportunity to fade Steve <laughs> Alford, you know I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. Give me San Jose State plus the nine at Nevada.
1: Uh, is there a TV of that one,
3: or you be looking for one of those feeds? I think that's a CBS Sports Network game. Right. If uh, no, it's not. Now I'm looking. It's Mountain West Network. So we'll be looking at far off places. Looking that one is the TV will be locked in until late with Iowa State Texas SE.
1: Yeah, six seventy seven. John and Eric go on the air at seven. If you don't have it, you will have to be listening to the radio one hundred point three. The bus here. Well, we'll see. I think it's a tricky spot for them, but we'll see if they can bounce back here tonight uh, and Upset Texas because it would be an upset tomorrow on the program. Wade, looking Bill will join us to talk about uh, Wisconsin and Iowa. That's an eight o'clock tip. Feels like that's almost I don't want to say must win, but boy, it's a. If you're trying to get the double buy, oh, it's absolutely. a must win. Yes, you have so. to have that yep. one. So we'll talk about that with uh, with uh, Wade at eleven thirty. Dave Sproul will help us out, and then Cappy as spring training draw well, it's underway, but uh, at
3: games. Get closer and closer. A couple of uh, quick notes here. Um, yesterday, I saw that Iowa football offered Drayshawn Ross, who just won a state championship at 195 pounds as a freshman. Really? Yeah. So how big will he get to? Well, he's, So you saw him. What's his yeah, body type like? He's, got a chance to, he's long. He's got that yeah, kind of ropey okay. strength to him already. He just turned 15 a couple weeks ago. Jeez. He is a physical specimen. Winning the state tournament... At any time in 3A as a freshman, is right. incredible. At 195, basically unheard of. You know, Ben Keeter, when he won it as a freshman, as was at 160. This is 195. You're going up against a lot of adults mm-hmm. at that time, mm-hmm. and he won a state championship. I don't know what kind of football player he is. I haven't seen him there, but uh, one to keep an eye on. Maybe the next big recruit to come out of our state. I mean, if he's already got an offer before that, you'd think that's the case. And I have to give a shout-out to my boy over at ADM, Brevin Dahl. His dad, Adam, his wife. And his uh, mom, Shanlin, some of my best friends growing up, their son got an Iowa offer yesterday. That was an exciting uh, moment. And them. as you can imagine, our text thread with our group, including Adam, there's <laughs> a lot of excitement yeah. as one of our kids. Well, I, I counted there has an offer now for Iowa football. That's awesome. Good for them. All
1: right, uh, good stuff. Good fun show today. Appreciate all of you for uh, tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. We are with you every Monday through Friday from 11 to 1 here, the Miller and Condon Show. Murph and Andy coming up next, The Drive with Heather and Sean, three until six. You've been listening and hopefully still will. We know you will. To Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.